Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrienne Delgado, and in this podcast, you will get practical nutrition and health tips for both you and your entire family. I am a registered dietitian. I'll give you step-by-step plans to reach your goals, easy tips to stay motivated, and my favorite recipes that I know you will enjoy too. Nutrition and health doesn't have to be boring or grueling. Let's enjoy the journey while we strive to reach the destination together. So grab your water bottle and notebook because it's time to get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode. Today I am going to talk about something that fires me up. So get ready. Guys, nothing fires me up more than crazy, wacky diet advice created by people who have no business giving advice. And now when I first became a dietitian, I thought it was my job or it was my duty to call out those people that were giving bogus information and save the world from information that was not going to serve them well. And so anytime I came across somebody who wasn't giving accurate information or who was making something up, I thought that I needed to, you know, put, not necessarily put them down, but put them in their place. And then I started to realize that there is wacky information everywhere. And if I was going to try to run around and, you know, put people in their place, I was going to get exhausted very quickly. And I think that's true with any field, right? Any topic, there's good advice out there and there's bad advice. And if we go around trying to correct all the advice out there, we're going to exhaust ourselves. And I think that's just a maturity thing, right? As I got older, as I became more involved in other things and, you know, had a family and everything wasn't just about my profession, I realized, you know what, to kind of let those those bogus information, those pieces of advice kind of roll off my back. And I didn't put too much attention to it after a while because I just, I couldn't. There wasn't enough time or space in my day to give it that much attention. But I refuse to be silent about this topic. Two times in one week, I had clients ask me about the nutritional value in a fruit and a vegetable. And if those fruits and vegetables should be included in their diet. Two times in one week. And guys, this is not uncommon. This is every week. The first example was my first client. He was recently diagnosed with prediabetes. And so because of this diagnosis, he wanted to know what foods he should take out of his diet. And the very first question he asked me was, what vegetables should I take out of my diet? Which ones are the highest in starch that are going to raise my blood sugars? And guys, if you know me personally, you know I have no poker face at all. And my eyes got really big. And he looked at me, he's like, what, was that a bad question? And I was like, well, it was the wrong question. It's not a bad question. It was just the wrong first question, right? Because, you know, Certain vegetables, yes, certain vegetables are more starchy than they are um, 
than have less carbs. But the bottom line is it's a vegetable, right? He specifically said, should I eliminate carrots from my diet? And I was like, I'm so sorry, but carrots are not your problem. The soda that you drink all throughout the day, that is going to have a bigger impact on your blood sugar than a handful of carrots. And I wasn't angry at him for asking you know, to be honest, a ridiculous question, in my opinion. I was angry at the fact that he was taught somewhere along the way that you shouldn't eat carrots if you have blood sugar issues, right? The second incident was from another gentleman that I was having a consult with, and he started to talk about how he overheard a conversation between two other people about whether or not bananas were, were good, And so he wanted my professional opinion of whether or not he should still include bananas in his diet. And again, my eyes pop out of my head, no poker face. And I just looked at him. I'm like, oh, my goodness, please do not stop eating bananas. Right? Bananas have so much nutritional value. But there is so much wacky, bad information out there that we're starting to second guess whether we should include bananas and carrots in our diets. That's crazy right? You can ask any child, any child, what is a healthy food? And nine times out of 10, they're going to respond with some type of fruit or vegetable. When you have kids, right? Some of you are parents out there. When you have kids, what is the first food you give your kids? Right? Maybe rice cereal. But then after that, what is the bulk of their diet? Fruits and vegetables. Why? Because they're healthy, You know, you don't look at a child and say like, ooh, he's starting to put on some LBs. Let's hold back on the bananas. No, because bananas have so much nutritional value. That child needs to be eating bananas. When people are diagnosed with certain diseases, like heart disease or cancer, what is the first thing they think about doing when they get handed a diagnosis? They start looking at their diet. They start increasing their fruits and vegetables. They might even start juicing because of all the nutrients that they provide. So taking out fruits and vegetables is not the answer. All right. And I am here today because I just don't want you to be fed a lie any longer. I'm going to tell you the hard truth because I care about you. Eating a whole banana will not make you gain weight. But that fancy Starbucks drink that you drink every day, the one with all the syrups and the whipped cream and the chocolate and the mocha and all that other fancy stuff that they put in there, that will. Carrots, eating a handful of carrots or a serving of carrots at dinner will not make you gain weight. But your after-dinner snack, you know, the one that's pretty much like a big bowl of ice cream every night, that will make you gain weight. I think we desperately, we don't want to believe that our vices are the things that are causing us trouble. And so we look to put the blame elsewhere. And why not put it on fruits and vegetables? Because a lot of people don't like them. When I meet with my clients in the office each week, and I go through a list of foods they dislike or they refuse to eat, Sometimes it is easier to ask them what fruits and vegetables they will eat because the list is that long. And I'm not sure, did that stem from not being exposed to a lot of fruits and vegetables as a kid um, and then not trying them again as adults? That's part of it. 
Or a lot of people, and this isn't just kids, this is adults. They just have it in their head that they don't like something. And I try to tell them, if you think you're not going to like it, you won't. We have to eat the good, healthy foods, right? Our diet culture has us so, so backwards. They have convinced us that simple nutrition practices are to be questioned and that they're their way, the way that has all the glitter and the shininess and all the excitement around it is what they should follow. Don't eat bananas and you'll lose 10 pounds this week. No, you won't. It is not physically possible for you to lose 20 pounds in three weeks following some wacky diet. You can't. And I know it sounds so great. I want to believe it too. I would love to believe that there is a magic formula, or if I eat this one type of food, or I take this one supplement, it's going to fix everything. But I am here to tell you the truth. That does not exist. My mom always taught me, if it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. And there is not an exception when it comes to nutrition. So let's talk about today, what does normal weight loss look like? And here's the answer one pound a week. One pound a week. I know that's not fun. That's not exciting. That's not something to write home about. But that's what normal healthy weight loss is. That's it. Everybody's like, but I don't want one pound a week. I want 10 pounds a week. Well, you can want that. But then you're going to be left feeling really frustrated when those results don't happen. Every once in a while, I will tell my clients, you can aim for two pounds a week, but you are going to have to get that second pound through exercise. And when I start reviewing what the exercise guidelines are by the CDC and the World Health Organization, all of a sudden they look at me and they're like, oh, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. All right. A normal, healthy weight loss is one pound a week. And please do not diminish that number because we celebrate each pound. We work hard for each pound, and the slower and the more careful you are about taking it off, the longer it's going to stay off. But I guarantee you, you do those quick programs that make you um, do ridiculous things and make you restrict all these foods from your diet, you and I both know you're just going to gain the weight right back. That's not healthy. That's actually harder on your heart than being overweight in general. Okay? So we celebrate the wins when we see that one pound weight loss. So this is where I see the problems. I'm going to identify three things that we're doing wrong when it comes to weight loss and what we think we should see when it comes to losing weight. Number one is we have unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic expectations will absolutely kill us. They're going to cause us to quit prematurely, right? I was working with a gentleman, or I should say I still am working with a gentleman. And when he came in, he came in for weight loss. And he weighed approximately, I think, 525 pounds. And so we started our consults. I started meeting with him and, you know, looking at his diet and where we needed to make changes. He's doing fabulous. But he came in, I think it was maybe three weeks later. And he just looked at me. He's like, it's not working. It's not working. I, I, I almost gave up. I almost canceled my appointment because it's not working. And I looked at his food journal and he had made tremendous changes. Oh my goodness, he was doing fabulous. 
And so I was really confused because, you know, for this not to be working and looking at his journal, it, it, the two wouldn't match up. And so I said to him, like, okay, what do you mean it's not working? He just looked at me. He's like, I haven't lost any weight. And now years of experience has led me to know what follow-up question needs to be next. Because when somebody tells me I haven't lost any weight, nine times out of 10, that's not true. And so I asked him, I was like, so you haven't lost a single pound? And he looked at me, he's like, well, I've lost six, but that's pretty much nothing. And I was like, what do you mean you've lost six pounds? That's fabulous. And he's like, well, it should be more. That, I mean, that's not even worth mentioning. A person my size should be losing, you know, 10, 20, 30 pounds in three weeks. <laughs> and I was like, where did you learn that? Did you learn that watching The Biggest Loser? Did you learn that from a book you read? Where did you learn that ridiculous information? I was like, you have a job. You have responsibilities. You know, you don't live on some ranch somewhere where you're exercising six hours a day and eating a thousand calories. You're doing the hard work. You're showing up. You're finding time to exercise. You're finding time to food prep. You're cooking. You're doing all these fabulous things. Please do not tell me that you have lost zero pounds because you have lost six. And all of a sudden, his spirits lifted and he was motivated and he was back on track. But his unrealistic expectations almost made him quit when he actually was doing fabulous. In fact, the next time I saw him, he was down another 10 pounds. Imagine if he would have quit at week two or week three. He would have never got to his 16-pound weight loss. We need to celebrate the small wins. They are not small. They are big. All right. The second thing that we sometimes get mixed up is we, we're not careful about where we're getting our nutrition advice from. Guys, health is nothing to mess around with. One time I had a, uh, a couple come into my office. Uh, they were probably in their mid-50s, if I had to guess, offhand. And both of them were doing the keto diet. He was losing a ton of weight. He was being monitored by a physician. His, um, he got his blood work results back. They were fabulous. Uh, he just did really well with it. She was doing the exact same diet. They were eating the same calories, the same portions, um, doing everything. Just got her blood work back. Her cholesterol was over 500. And of course, again, me with my poker face, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and she's like, I don't understand why it's not working. Why is he losing weight? Why is he, you know, why did his blood work look so great? And mine doesn't, I don't understand. And I looked at him and I was like, well, it's actually very quite simple. You have different parents. And unfortunately I don't have a crystal ball where I can predict who's going to do well with certain diets and who won't. But here's the thing, you know, they were both doing a diet. He was doing okay, but she was on the brink of a heart attack. I begged her. I'm like, please stop doing this. You, as soon as you walk out of this office, I need you to go eat differently. And I walked her through what that was going to look like. All right, guys. But I asked them too, where did you get this idea that you should be doing a keto diet? From my neighbor. Okay. You know, did your neighbor know your health history? Did your neighbor know your, your cholesterol numbers? Did your neighbor know what medications you were on? 
Guys, your health is nothing to mess around with. I guarantee you, nobody cares as much about your health as you do. Nobody does. I mean, your doctor cares, but ultimately you are the one that has to live in that body for the rest of your life. And so you need to be really careful what you put into your system. I see it all the time in my office when it comes to supplements. People bring in these supplements that they've been taking and they want my opinion on them. And some of them are just complete quackery. I'm like, where did you hear about this? On the internet. It came up on my Facebook feed. Oh my goodness. No, 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 no. We do not take supplements that you find on Facebook. Not without at least talking to a medical professional first. A lot of it is just taking your money. A lot of it is taking things you do not need. And let's face it, supplements are expensive. I once read an article where it walked you through step-by-step how to sell your own supplements from where to get your labels printed to where to find your bottles to where to get the, the ingredients to put in the container. The FDA does not regulate supplements. And so it is under this whole umbrella of until enough people die, we can keep it on the shelves. That's scary. I do not want to take something that hasn't been tested at least on another human at some point. In fact, one of the things that I always recommend is when you're looking at a supplement, make sure there is a USP symbol on it. Basically, that USP symbol means that the company that manufactured the supplements has paid a third party out of their profits to validate that what is on the bottle is actually in the bottle. I have a lot more faith in a company that pays the USP to put their stamp of approval on it than a company that doesn't. Be careful where you get your nutrition information from. Again, you have to live in your body for a very long time. When I worked in the hospitals, I would see clients, well, I shouldn't say clients, I would see patients. Um, I worked in the ICU for a while, and there was so many young women on ventilators because they were taking FenFen or Fedra, remember that? Until it was finally banned. But guys, you got to be careful. Don't be duped by the quick fix and thinking that, you know, this will be my ticket you got to do the work. you got to do the right things. Your progress is either going to be short-lived and you're going to end up being heavier than when you started or you're really going to hurt yourself. So please be careful where you get your nutrition advice from. Make sure you're talking to a professional. And here is your third tip. Please, I beg of you, please do not stop eating carrots and bananas. Please do not stop eating fruits and vegetables. Guys, we're not eating enough servings as it is. Let's not start taking them out. All right? Women, you need seven servings of fruits and vegetables a day. That means three fruits, four vegetables. Men, you need nine servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Kids, you need five servings. Most of us are lucky if we hit two. If you start taking out fruits and vegetables because you think it's going to get you there quicker... All you're doing is hurting yourself. Remember, fruits and vegetables are what we call nutrient-dense. There's lots of nutrients in them, vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, things that act as antioxidants in your body to protect you from disease, to protect you from infection. Guys, this is not what we need to be taking out of our diet. If anything, we need to be adding more. 
So much of dieting is all about subtraction, but really I think we need to flip the script and I think we need to start talking about addition. What additional foods can we add to our diet to boost our, our, our health, right? If we start eating more fruits and vegetables, guess what? Fruits and vegetables have a ton of fiber in them, which fill us up. We start eating more fruits and vegetables. We don't have room for the junk, Fruits and vegetables have so many important nutrients in them, vitamins that are vital to our health. Vitamins and minerals are so important to our body because they are what convert macronutrients. Macronutrients are carbs, proteins, fats. These vitamins and minerals, they convert these macronutrients into energy. So many of my clients come into my office because they're tired. They're lethargic. They just have this general fatigue all day long because of what they're eating. When you eat a lot of processed packaged foods, when you eat a lot of, um, you know, takeout or fast food, guess what? You feel that general malaise. But when you eat foods with life in them, nutrients, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, phytonutrients, the whole bit, you feel energized. And when you feel energized, it snowballs right? You eat well, you have more energy. Guess what? You start moving your body more. And when you start moving your body more, you get tired at night. So you sleep better. And when you sleep better, you have a better attitude the next day. You're able to handle stress better. You're not reaching for the donuts when you get stressed at work. Guys, health snowballs, but it starts with making sure you have the foundation and the principles in place to do this health thing well. And that foundation includes fruits and vegetables. So please, please promise me you will work at adding more of these into your diet than taking them out. All right. I think I'm done. (laughs) I know that was a lot of information, but guys, it's so important. So here is your recipe for the week. And it's not actually a specific recipe you got to cook or put together. One of my favorite tips to tell people to get more vegetables into their diet is to eat a vegetable tray. If you want to make vegetables as, as um, easy and accessible as a cracker, then you need to prep them ahead of time. Because when it comes down to it, if we're hungry, we are not going to do the work of pulling out a head of broccoli, chopping it up, washing it, putting the rest away. If we're hungry, we're going to go into that pantry and we're going to grab a pretzel because it's instantaneous. It's ready for us. So if you want to eat more vegetables in your diet, you need to put them on equal playing fields as the processed foods, as the foods in the pantry. And so my tip this week, call it a recipe if you will, but it is make a veggie tray. If that's right after you go to the grocery store or maybe a Sunday night to prepare yourself for the week, make yourself a veggie tray and keep it in your refrigerator. There is nothing better than piles of washed vegetables stacked neatly next to other piles of vegetables. Make sure that there's lots of colors. Different colors mean different nutrients. Don't make it just one tone. Guys, if you don't want to put the work into making a veggie tray, buy one. Guys, I know they're expensive, but guess what? If you put the money into it, you're going to eat it, right? If I just drop $20 for a veggie tray, I'm going to eat that whole thing because I don't want to waste money. And I guarantee when you start making veggie trays and you eat the vegetables, you have less food waste, which is a positive thing. You feel better because you're getting more nutrients, 
this is a great way for you to make a veg, uh, to make a difference to your health. So make sure you're putting cucumbers and bell peppers and tomatoes and carrots and celery and broccoli and cauliflower. You know, you can do mushrooms. You can do anything, anything at all. But make sure that if you're struggling to get enough vegetables into your day, build yourself a little veggie tray. I guarantee you it will work. All right, guys, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait to see you next week. Have a great week and um, I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.